everyone. This is Pastor Mike with Christ Agape Collective. Don and I this week are talking about love. What is it? How do I get it? And when do I know that I have it in my life? Jesus said that loving your neighbor as yourself was fulfilling the law and the commandments. And the Apostle Paul teaches us to put on this new armor of light and let go familiar ways of darkness that keep us frustrated and miserable. You can join us weekly on Facebook for our live broadcast at 10 a.m. That's at Cagnaz Plant. For more information, our website is cacnaz.net. Sit back and I hope you enjoy it. God bless you all. All right, we are today going to talk about love and what it is. What is love? What is love? <laughs> Don't hurt me. Oh, I forgot. Dun, 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 dun. Anyway, that's what we're going to be talking about. That's right. Well, let's open up in prayer and then mm -hmm. we'll uh, open up with a song called Your Love Never Fails. Right. Not the Hathaway song, no. You want to pray? Uh, yes. Dear loving Creator, we thank you so much for being with us this morning, wherever we are, all over the world, tuning in this morning. Uh, we thank you um, that you lead us and you guide us, Lord, and we thank you so much that your love is relentless, mm -hmm. it's unending, um, it's full of grace and agape uh, we just thank you so much lord and we just pray that you would help us all this morning understand maybe a little bit deeper about your call for us to love each other just the same way as you love us lord amen amen, amen. this song is your love never fails words and music by chris mclarney and anthony skinner if you want to look it up Nothing can separate Even if I ran away Your love never fails I know I still make mistakes You have new mercies for me every day Your love never fails You stay the same through the ages. Your love never changes. There may be pain in the night, but joy comes in the morning. And when the oceans rage, I don't have to be afraid. Because I know that you love me. Your love never fails. Let's do verse two now. The wind is strong and the water's deep, but I'm not alone here in these 
Taylor is watching. Good morning, Taylor. I uh, hope hope Anne's with you. And Holly. Holly. Anne is Dana's partner. I hope. Well, I hope Dana and Anne are watching too. But yes. hi, Taylor, and hi, Holly. Uh, Derek, welcome. Good to have you again. And uh, Gwen, great to have um, you with us. It's uh, bright and early down in Arizona. Yeah, it is. So welcome everybody. As as Don mentioned, we're we're going to talk about love again this week. It was the topic last week, but we just really didn't have enough time to dive into all of the angles of it. So And actually, you could talk about love every single Sunday until the rest of your Sundays and still not exhaust it. Well, you're absolutely right because uh, we're going to talk about love and three things in particular. What is it? What is love? <laughs> don't do that. I'm earwormed. <laughs> earwormed. Maybe not. Okay, go on. And how do I get it? Mm. And when and how do I know that I've got it? Oh, I got a new one. What's love got to do, got to do with it? Okay. There you go. And that's... Uh, Tina Turner. Tina Turner. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we thought of another 80s song this morning, uh, too. The uh, Love is Like Oxygen. Oh, so yeah. My son and I had a debate, and I lost because it's by a band called Sweet, and I, yep. didn't, I didn't know that. Nope. So. Uh, a little bit of trivia. True religion is love. And I think mm -hmm. that's a safe statement yeah. to say. Mm -hmm. um, because Paul talks a lot about if you do not have love operating in your life, then you're no better than a, a clanging cymbal. Yeah. And so I'd almost wanted to find a pair of cymbals and march through here beating them. So and irritating. Just, I'd have to hurt you. Yeah, it, it is. It's brash. Yeah. It's... It's irritating. It's mm -hmm. And when you boil down religion, when you boil down your faith, it comes down to love. Yeah. Well, I mean, how many of how many of you and I know we have like go down to the plaza and there's some angry street preacher just telling everybody they're going to hell on a bullhorn and that's not love and that's not the good news. No, it's not. And in Galatians 5, uh, it's defined by how you love others. And mm -hmm. I wanted to uh, read a little bit about John Wesley. Mm -hmm. um, 
Wesley uh, is where we get a lot of our um, theology on sanctification. We, we talked about that last week. We talked about sanctification. And that's just God's process of making us like Him. Right. And it's our inner love for God working outwardly towards mm -hmm. others. And mm -hmm. let, let me read this uh, about John Wesley. Um, they talk about Christian perfection. And uh, Christian perfection is that love maturing mm -hmm. to a perfect state. It's about a process. Well, and um, that word perfection is um, translated a lot of different ways. And one way of looking at it is like you were saying, a, ma a maturation process, mm -hmm. Christian maturity. It also can be Christian fruitfulness. Um, even uh, like the core root of the word is like greening. Um, so mm -hmm. think of a plant that's uh, greening and blossoming. And we've had, a, well, of course, our plants didn't do much of that. But if you've planted Well, the ones <laughs> I didn't touch did great. <laughs> but anyway, listen to this. Christian perfection, according to Wesley, is achievable in this present life because it has to do with the affections when by the grace of God infused into the soul through the Holy Spirit, one's love for God and others is made pure and complete. Their lifestyle cannot help but increase in virtue, finding expression in loving, selfless actions. Faith working outwardly through love is one of Wesley's mm -hmm. favorite biblical themes. Mm -hmm. And again, that's found in Galatians 5. Six. So uh, what was on our heart this morning was, again, uh, let's take our temperature and, um, you know, read the barometer of our life. And, and I say that because um, you know, true religion or your faith, if it's not having an effect on how you deal with others in love, then, then something's wrong. There's, mm -hmm. there's a virus going on. Mm -hmm inside of you and I'm sure your life is exhibiting the symptoms and so we need to take our temperature mm -hmm. this morning and and love is the mm -hmm. barometer so our scripture for today is from last week but I want to go back and use it and it's in Romans 13 8 through 14 but before I read the scripture uh, set the stage a little bit so Rome back in the day was the center of the civilized world yep. uh, the popular saying back then was all roads lead to, to Rome. Rome. They mm -hmm. were the hub of culture and science and religion. So if in Rome, we've got that colloquialism yeah. too. Do it like the Romans do. And there was upwards of a million people living in a 10 square mile radius. So a lot of congestion, yeah. a lot of people. Um, many people feel that there were already a few Christian churches established in uh, Rome before Paul even wrote the letter mm -hmm. to the Romans. So you've got multiple churches, you've got many ethnicities, mm -hmm. um, you've got Jews, mm -hmm. you've got Gentiles, you've mm -hmm. got full-on pagans, mm -hmm. you've got people from cultures all around the world mm -hmm. that, that worship different gods, some Jews that are Christians, mm -hmm. some that are not. So you've got this diverse kettle mm -hmm. uh, of Melting people, pot, kind of like the United States. Again, and that's why I bring it up, because it's no different. People are people. Mm -hmm. and Oh, another song, darn it. So why should it be? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're, we're tortured by the 80s, yep. I think. Yep. 
so Paul then was writing this letter to this diverse group of people that have different perspectives, different backgrounds, and they've been taught about God's forgiveness, and they've been taught about being reconciled mm -hmm. back to God. But then the scary thing of being humans yep. sets in. And listen to what Paul says to these uh, people. He says, Owe no one anything except to love one another. Mm -hmm. For the one who loves another has fulfilled yep. the law, the mm -hmm. commandments, which the Jews would have been very familiar with. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not murder. You shall not steal. You shall not covet. And any other commandment are summed up in this word. Yeah. Love your neighbor as yourself. yourself. Mm -hmm. Love does no wrong mm -hmm. to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling mm -hmm. of the law. And this is all throughout Jesus' teaching. Right. He said, a new commandment yes. I give you, and that's to love one another. And he lived it out and showed us how to live that under the and through the power of the Holy Spirit you know we can't do this of ourselves apart from God I mean you know the right. word even tells us that that apart from God we can't do anything good right and uh, so it's under and you know previously even the John Wesley quote it was the with the power of God um, and the Holy Spirit working that love in and through you we just have to be open and available Exactly. So why do we love? I felt like we needed to address this of, you know, why do we love? Are, are we just trying to be morally superior? Are we just trying to be better people? Um, is it part of our faith? Um, I think we get lost sometimes in what truly our faith is and what mm -hmm. salvation means mm -hmm. and what being a member of the body of Christ means of being a, a Christian. So why do we love? Well, in Luke 6, 38, it talks about the measure of mercy or love that we show mm -hmm. will be in return measured unto you. And mm -hmm. this is a principle that transcends right. religion and philosophy. Right. I mean, it's the do unto others yep. uh, principle. but. Uh, and Jesus is saying that the measure you use it's a perennial truth it'll be measured mm -hmm. back to you mm -hmm. according to uh, Luke Crow um, Jesus in Luke 646 says why do you call me Lord Lord yeah. but not do what I command well what he commanded is mm -hmm. to love one yeah. another Luke goes on to say Jesus's teaching is not a nice spiritual treatise <laughs> to appreciate and do nothing about. For those who follow Jesus, it's a command. Yes. It's, it is the command. And he finishes with this. It is the standard, the foundation on mm -hmm. which we build our Christian lives. Yeah, and the that's thing where of, we start. Well, and the thing about a foundation is uh, you want it solid. Yes. You want it secure. It's not to be nice. It's not a good idea. You know, it's easier to use sand or straw mm -hmm. to build a foundation, but it's not secure. Right. So to build a happy, stable mm -hmm. life. That can withstand the storms of life. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You need to And have... everybody has storms 
in their life. It's just part of the life cycle. Absolutely. Everyone, the rain falls on, on the, the just, just and the and unjust. The unjust. Yes. And, and so you've got to have this foundation mm -hmm. of love and that love being operative. It has yes. to be in action. But this is the commandment. In area, every area of your life, this commandment is not just for you when you go to church. And it's not just for... Um, it's not just how you treat people that are like that you. That are like you or that are your, like you. your, your brand of Christian. Um, all means all. Oh, there goes our buddies. Um, now I got to I got sorry sidetracked squirrel. squirrel! <laughs> um, all means all. All means all. Not, not yeah. just your fellow Nazarenes. And it means in every area of our life. So it doesn't mean well we put this love thing over here for when we're doing religious stuff or Christian stuff. Right. No, this is a part. This is to be a part of every area relation of our life. So the gal that's your waitress at um, the restaurant, you know, she's not your, not our slave. Right. And um, she is working a very hard job. And, um, you know, even if they don't get it, you know, 100% right, mm -hmm. you know, we are, how, do you, treat how do you treat them? Do you treat them like just a servant? Or do you treat them as yourself? Mm -hmm. Which we should talk about that when the Bible says you love your neighbor as yourself, what that mean it doesn't mean in the in the amount that you love yourself that's not what it means it means is that that the other person really isn't an other it is part of you because we are all interdependent and interconnected mm -hmm. so if you look at it that way and then um, it also says, as I have loved you well how does Jesus love us well the Bible says he loves us to, to the uttermost to the end. Um, and to the fullest extent, which is like, whoa, wrap your brain around that one. But, yeah. you know, you start where you can start. Yeah. So I wanted to unpack this verse a little bit. Um, and it starts off with, oh, no man anything. And there's been people that have made a nice living on just taking this to its literal interpretation yeah, yeah. that just build these theology and principles of no debt. Mm -hmm. It just means financial. We don't want to borrow money. And I want to challenge you to expand your thinking a little bit because that's not the context no. of this verse. It's not the context of this chapter or this book. It's not talking about money. Mm -hmm. It's saying, oh, no man anything mm -hmm. but to love yes him. and so that means conversely that we owe love right because we have first been loved and set free and I took it a little farther to mean you know quit keeping score in mm -hmm. life right. Quit, quit holding things over yep. people's heads how you know we've talked about this in weeks past how many times do we hear stories of hurt and resentment that happened 20 years yeah. ago or 30 or 40 or how many mm -hmm. how many times do we hold things over people's mm -hmm. head and say well you owe me mm -hmm. well you do I did this for you you do this for me it's transactional now. quid pro quo exactly which is our um, American way of doing things but it's not the Bible way of doing things it's not Christ's way of doing things and that's if we are going to be transformed 
into Christ's likeness, well, then we need to see, well, how did Christ live and move and have his being in this world? Absolutely. And for for you people out here that out there that are interested, you know, love in the sense that we're talking about agape, unconditional love, and you can apply this to business mm -hmm. or your social interactions. You can apply this to marriages. Uh, I think this is a critical error in marriage, mm -hmm. but love gives 100%. Mm -hmm. It's not a 50-50 no. proposition. And if you go through life doing for others based on what they can do for you or what you can or what they get, have done for you or, or yeah. what you can get out yeah. of them uh, you're going to fail miserably and you're not going to be happy uh, no. true love does not operate in a 50 50 tit for tat right. uh, transactional you do this and i'll owe you a favor no love gives a hundred percent and it goes on to say love your neighbor and you mentioned that yeah. a little bit but i think we have to take a minute and define neighbor mm -hmm. you know jesus defined neighbor in the parable of yeah. the good samaritan yeah. and it was a despised person yes. a, of a race that they, they did hated. not had any they did not even go through their country they did not have anything to do with them but it reminds me you say who is your neighbor it reminds me of the mr rogers song <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Sesame Street. Sesame yeah. Street. You know, all the different people in, in your, your neighborhood. neighborhood. <laughs> we used to kind of have an awful one about that. But oh. do you remember the one we used to sing? No. Okay, never mind okay. then. But Oh, I do know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you, it's it's just basically someone that is outside of your physical being. It's neighbor doesn't mean they have to live next to you or be in your cul-de-sac. or um, It's basically everybody else. Yeah, and I think that's what today is about, mm -hmm. is what it means to be neighborly and how it relates to our mandate to be compassionate in Christ. And, and again, I think we have to come back to neighborly people that are of different races, yeah. that are different colored skin than ours, yeah. that have different cultural backgrounds yeah. and you know different cultures and races and ethnicities they have different they have different expectations yeah. they look at things differently different. well can i give different. a case in point yeah. um i was our our um, son and his wife are here from belarus they just got here nadia nastia just got here on um, this past week and we went to costco and i noticed that a lady that was putting a stuff our stuff in the cart um, was speaking with an Eastern European accent and she looked Eastern European. So I asked her, I'm like, are you from Eastern Europe? She's like, yes. So I told her, you know, my daughter-in-law was here and maybe she would enjoy speaking with her. So they spoke and it was very pleasant. But I, from my American culture did that because like Josh says, we talk to everybody and tell everybody everything, but it's not that way in other cultures. And it was embarrassing for her and she likes to keep her where she comes from and her private life private. And I overstepped that. And I was thinking I was doing something nice, but it, it wasn't love because that's not what she needed. Mm -hmm. Amen. Well, when we talk about being neighborly, mm -hmm. you know, think about it for a minute. What do we like 
at a neighbor, you know, someone that's quick to judge. You know, mm -hmm. we we kind of fell into that this morning. Mm -hmm. I yeah. won't give the details, but it's easy for you to look at your neighbor mm -hmm. and judge them. Yeah. You know, we're, we're, we're quick to give ourselves grace and we give ourselves a pass and mm -hmm. we understand reasons behind things. But yet, for some reason, we have a hard time applying that same grace mm -hmm. to other people. You know, do we want a neighbor that keeps track of wrongs all the time? You know, people mm -hmm. that are going to call the Homes Association every time your grass gets over a half an inch tall? Or do we want neighbors that are... Um, Oh, that like Susan Lewis that brings you eggs like and basil and lentils <laughs> and tells you what you can eat in your yard. I mean, yeah. she's amazing. Those are good neighbors. Yeah. So, and another aspect of loving your neighbor as yourself that we get wrong all the time is do we even love ourselves? And that's an, probably an entirely different conversation, but just think about that for a second. Mm -hmm. You know, just the psychological aspect of understanding God's unconditional right. love for you, mm -hmm. you know, for you, not the you that everyone sees or that performs or does all the right and wrong things, but just understanding that God loves you, you. and accepts the you. The person that that uh, that God created uh, from the womb on, I mean, you just strategically, everything was exactly the way um, God planned for you to be, and that is your true essence. Right. That God self that's inside every single human being. And that's the essence of what we're relaying this morning is we need to extend that yeah. same love to other people mm -hmm. based on the fact that God has extended it to us. Yes. And so you might say, who can be saved? You know, mm -hmm. by, I, how do I do this? Well, Don mentioned it a little while ago but it's god that's yep. a relationship with god it's mm -hmm. christ in you yep. it's the holy spirit in you At this work. this mm -hmm. is what allows us and empowers us to operate in this kind of agape love but god doesn't just do it to us um because love never coerces never controls never manipulates so you have to open your heart up your whole being up to God and say, yes, shed your love abroad yes. in my heart. Teach me how to love like you do. And that is the answer to the next question. How do I get it? Yep. it you just answered yep. it right there. So what is love we've talked about? Mm -hmm. Now, how do I get it? Well, it is relational yeah. and you have to submit to it and open your heart to it and right. receive it. Right. God is love yes. and we say that in Sunday school all yeah. the time and we say it in conversations but I want you to think of that in scientific terms God is the actual love. isness the isness of God the ground of being is a you could think of it as a field of love mm -hmm. uh, another one I heard today or this week um, uh, that you can translate that also to God is compassion, mm. compassion itself. Uh, and, and compassion means co-suffering love that in the nitty gritty day to day um, of, your, of your existence that God is right there with mm -hmm. you, in you, um, co-suffering with you. 
And then that goes back to what we've talked about in prior weeks, receiving God daily, spending that time daily with yeah. God, and allowing that love to infuse mm -hmm. every aspect of your life. And it takes that time daily to see the yeah. fruit of this in your life. It doesn't happen overnight. No, and you know, we've got these, the world systems are constantly trying to mold us mm -hmm. into that existence and in, into that um, kind of person and it's a battle and I think it's getting harder all the time you know just with the social is. media I mean people just uh, have no qualms of just being nasty and, and mean and saying things to people that they would never say to their face and uh, the civility you know everybody knows has just is just dying and mm -hmm. you know this this love principle is to be worked out in every area of our lives yeah and, and I th I think social media is a good barometer of how you are walking in love I would challenge you take a look at your profile look at the last 10 posts that you made or received and just ask yourself and be honest what's the spirit of this mm -hmm. you know am I am I walking in love towards others or am I walking with some other motive uh, Taylor's saying that uh, loving our neighbors isn't one size fits all scenario. It's it, true. It's important we recognize how everyone is different. Yes. I got to read more. Same love, various approach. Yeah, Absolutely. Very, that takes a lot of wisdom. It does. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I think that's a big key to love is, yeah. is accepting and appreciating those differences. Well, like, you know, Taylor, I, I didn't love Nastia the way she needed to be loved. I, I loved her the, the way, way I, I would, <laughs> and I goofed. Yeah. Um, but we just, you know, we apologize, and we learn, and we go on. And then also, I want to mention that um, that love, loving the other. Remember, neighbor just means anybody that's not yourself. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes that involves having very healthy boundaries. Mm -hmm. So it's not uh, just a willy-nilly, I'm going to let you into my life and, you know, let you do whatever. No, we do have to have healthy, um, healthy, you know, uh, spirit-informed mm -hmm. boundaries. Yeah. Um, and sometimes that's the best way we can love others. Yep. Well, the other thing God is, is light. Yes. And I don't think we really stop and think about that fact. I don't think it's a, I don't think that is a poetic type no. expression. No, they're finding in quantum, quantum physics that everything, everything is made of light. And so you think of light in terms of illumination, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, the Psalms, I'm going yep. to read a little bit in Psalms here, and it's always talking about God being the light that illuminates our path yep. and, and exposes the way that we should go. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're talking about. We want to be humble people that allow God to show us the way to go and show us the way to live. Because without, without light, I mean, you wouldn't be able to see anything. So um, I think it's Richard Rohr says that Christ is the light by which we see everything else. So it's like a light bulb comes on in a dark room or the sun comes up when it's been gone for several days and all of a sudden you can see so much clearly. Well, we can pray that you know Christ would be 
the lens, the glasses through which we see everybody and everything else. Yeah, so in light of that, let me read the rest of the Romans scripture. So Paul goes on to say, you know what time it is, how it is now the moment for you to wake up from sleep. Yep. Boy, we've talked about that, yep. that salvation is simply waking, waking up, up. Mm -hmm. to what God has done for yep. you. Mm -hmm. For salvation is nearer to us now than when we became believers. Ah, oh, that's good. The night is far gone, the day is near. Listen to this. Let us then lay aside the works of darkness mm -hmm. and put on the armor of light. So yep. that fits perfectly with what you just said, that we need to now put on mm -hmm. the armor of light and start seeing things through the lens of Christ yeah. and His love. I'm going to put on my, my Christ glasses. So Psalms 119, 33 through 40, this is the uh, Old Testament, but listen to this in light of what we're talking about uh, in a, kind of in a new heart. Teach me, O Lord, the way of your statutes, and I shall keep it to the end. Give me understanding, and I shall keep your law. I shall keep it with my whole heart. Make me go in the path of your commandments, for that is my desire. Incline my heart to your decrees, and not to unjust gain. Turn my eyes from watching what is worthless. Give me life in your ways. Fulfill your promise to your servant, which you make to those who fear you. Turn away the reproach which I dread, because your judgments are good. Behold, I long for your commandments, and your righteousness preserve my life. You know, this is a man seeking God, mm -hmm. seeking his, his mercy, and in God's love and mercy, his life is going to be directed. Mm -hmm. His life is going to be blessed. And we've talked about what God's commandment is mm -hmm. now, and that is to love your neighbor. Well, we, we love God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. And that is the way then we can love our neighbor. And when we love our neighbor, that's what the Bible says actually shows us that we do love God. Mm -hmm. Amen. Well, I was going to give a quick story about light um, and just thinking of that in a little different terms. Um, if you're into science at all, you know, you know, light is basically vibration. Mm -hmm. It's it's energy. It's it's vibration at a just a super speed and it's energy. And my son and I were traveling this week and we were at a gas station and um my son offered to pay for the gas, and I was, that was like Yay, a... Yay, Joshy man. That was an aha moment as a parent. You're like, my son offered to fill up the tank and pay the gas. So uh, that was a proud moment. Mm -hmm. I, I think I'd arrived as a dad at that point. <laughs> but, uh, uh, anyway, he was in the, the store, and uh, so he walks right up and, and stands in front of the counter, and this, this old curmudgeonly guy was short with him and he was rude and he's just like hey kid uh, the line starts back here and so you know my son just acknowledged him and went and, and stood behind him and we didn't think anything of it at all but it was interesting in the car later on he was saying you know he got to thinking about it and he's like i wonder if i should have just told that guy off or you know just mm -hmm. You know, told him what for, and he was going through all the scenarios of, you know, what maybe I should have done, should I have been rude back, 
And, and I told him, I said, well, I tried to relay it. I said, think of yourself in like a vibration. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I said, you're vibrating at a high rate, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. in light, and mm -hmm. you're operating, you're putting on that light and you want to be up here right. because this is where God is. And you, you just let it go. You didn't think anything of it. Mm -hmm. You smiled at the guy. You're walking in this vibration mm -hmm. of light and, and love. I said, this poor old guy is, is who knows what he's going through yeah. in life, but he's, he's vibrating Miserable. in a low rate and yeah. he's, he's mean and he's, yeah, I'm like, you don't want to lower yourself. No to that vibration right. you want to feed wanna... your ego and that's what that is is your ego is going hey exactly I, my, I just got bruised i don't like it do something about it and that is not your true self but we all have it and and i i thought that was a good example mm -hmm. of how we choose daily to put down the darkness and put on the light i was going to have you tell everybody of uh about the term we learned this week ubuntu oh did i i printed out yeah the... i got the sheet here i think okay so there's a whole lot of words no, i didn't print it you sorry. didn't print it i thought you just knew it well enough well you, sorry thanks for the credit but <laughs> well know. ubuntu and there's lots of different words that indigenous indigenous people all over the world have for what we're talking about uh neighborliness and um uh, agape love and um, well reconciling relationships mm -hmm. with restorative justice as opposed to what we tend to do which is um, the other one justice I don't know what we do in our penal system and oh. just you know punishing instead of restoring um, but like the, there's the word Dine, there's, uh, there was a uh, indigenous uh, people here's word, but I couldn't pronounce it. I could read it, but I know I wouldn't pronounce it right. But then in Africa, they have a word that's called Ubuntu. Um, you can look it up. It starts with a U-B-U-N-T-U. It's easy. But it's, um, uh, it's their way of looking at people um, uh, as themselves, but then also in community. And it is a mutual love and respect and honor for a human being's human beingness, um, regardless, you know, of, of what they've done. And um, that Ubuntu means that their inherent value and worth and belovedness. And then that translates into the community and how the community uh, would deal with like a wrong suffered. You know, think about in the Bible when um, it says that, you know, when your brother wrongs you, you go to that person themselves, mm -hmm. just the two of you at first. And then if they change their minds, you want a brother or a sister. But if they won't listen, you take it to, you know, bring another friend in, you know, so there's two or three witnesses. And then we talked about this last week, and mm -hmm. if that still doesn't do it, you take them before the church, um, or in that time, it would have been probably the elders or the disciples. And um, if then they won't listen to even then, then the actual translation is not that you shun them, but that you start over from the beginning in patience, walking them through the love of God and the good news. And so that's what Ubuntu means, and that's how they handle things in um, in communities like that. They bring the people together. They, you know, reassure people of their of their uh, belovedness and their value and their worth. And then, you know, the 
they get to air airing of grievances airing of grievances and then you usually have an elder bring wisdom and teaching and then there's what does this person or family or part of the community need to do to make it right they do they have to make it right and then the other party you know receives that and forgives and then that way the community can flourish Nobody is shoved off and has to go. There's no cancel culture, which we have gotten so bad about, even in the church. Mm -hmm. You know, you hear somebody, you know, does, you know, does something that you don't like, cancel. You know, mm -hmm. they said that 10 years ago, canceled, no matter mm -hmm. what their life is like now. Um, so that's not the way we're supposed to be. No, and it, it is, it's Matthew 18, 15 through 20. We talked about that last mm -hmm. week. And what we're what it's saying is is that love is not the absence of conflict right love is how you handle that conflict yeah. and the bible encourages us to speak the truth yeah. in love mm -hmm. so it's not avoiding it's not just letting things go and putting things down and it's end actually, up getting bitter it's just the opposite right we need to be willing Bring it to out confront. and the light and do it in love, uh -huh. do it in honesty. Yeah. Be willing to go to someone and take the time and say, hey, you're doing this. Am I understanding this correctly? Mm -hmm. Am I seeing this right? And you're working it out. Mm -hmm. And that's what we've lost. Mm -hmm. And you've mentioned that social media is killing mm -hmm. our ability to speak the truth in love. Mm -hmm. uh, we tend to be good at throwing bombs at people mm -hmm. and picking people apart, but we don't come together just in honest in communication. Discourse, yes. yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's not the lack of conflict, but it's how and when we deal with it. Mm -hmm. I wanted to finish the Romans uh, verse because yeah, we need to wrap it up. But because Paul, oh Shelley's watching, so hi Shelley. Hey Shelley. Dana Renee is watching. We just mentioned you. Yeah, cute shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I work for you. Yeah. So the rest of Romans says this, Let us live honorably as in the day, as in the light, not in reveling and drunkenness, not in debauchery and licentiousness, not in quarreling or jealousy. Instead, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. Ooh. Now and that flesh is that ego. It's, Don't again, make a provision to stroke your ego. Well, the antidote I gave about my son in the gas yeah. station, that was the ego. That was right. the flesh saying, hey, 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 that mm -hmm. guy was a jerk. You need to do this. You need you needed to act differently. Mm. So, um, And I wanted to just mention this real quick. because So here in the Bible it says to live as in the day, not in drunkenness. And I, I find it fascinating that, so the scripture says, don't live your life in drunkenness. And people take that to mean, well, you don't drink alcohol. Mm -hmm. Don't ever drink alcohol. Don't ever, it's bad. Make a rule. You make a rule, you make a hard and, and fast And then tie it rule. to your morality. Right, and so that And tie makes, it to your holiness. And it makes you better than other people. Right. But if you think about it, drunkenness, is a lifestyle it's an it's drunkenness mm -hmm. and i got to thinking you know how many lives how many relationships have been ruined Families. by getting drunk yeah you know people that are drunk all the time and they're emotionally abusive mm -hmm. they're physically abusive how many times have people said things that they can never take back yeah. because the alcohol maybe 
prompted him to. And you may go to a person and ask for forgiveness, and they may forgive you seven times, but you know those wounds just last forever. And so when you read things like this, you you know don't take it to the nth degree right. and just say, well, that's all bad, because it goes on to say other things that we put up with and live every day. We quarrel mm -hmm. every day. We we're jealous. Uh, it, the licentiousness, basically the ancient meaning of that is just blatant disregard for established norms and, and things that you know are right and things that you know are wrong. How many lives are ruined by just constant quarreling, uh, jealousy and bickering? How many families don't even talk to each other because of bickering and, and quarreling? So. What I want us to do this morning is to just allow God to reveal areas mm -hmm. that we're not walking in love, that we're not walking in the light. And we need to be people that are quick to change. We need to be people that are quick to act. You know, some of us may need to repent. And remember, that just means to change your direction to a new way. And ask for mercy. Yeah. Just like the psalmist, ask for God to reveal things to you, mm -hmm. ask for him to direct you and guide your path. Some of us need to act on Ubuntu and we need to go to others mm -hmm. and we need to maybe take the time to ask for forgiveness mm -hmm. and we need to ask to be reconciled back. We need right. to speak. Make reparations if need be. Absolutely. So there's 10 ways that we can live a restorative life and walk in love and we can live in love. And if you will put these into practice, uh, you will know that you got it. And that mm -hmm. was our original question. What is love? Mm -hmm. How do we get it? And then how do we know when we've got it? Well, we're going to list 10 things that are uh, not exhaustive, but they're just ideas mm -hmm. to kind of allow the Holy Spirit to uh, work inside of you and think and if if you'll put these into practice you're going to know that you have so you might want to get a pen and paper or you know you can avail yourself to this video anytime but but uh, here's maybe. the here's the ten ways and I'll have Don read through those and just kind of okay. kind of think about them for uh, the remaining of this uh, broadcast all right ten lay ways to live restoratively Take relationships seriously, envisioning yourself in an interconnected web of people, institutions, and the environment. So take relationships seriously. Number two, try to be aware of impact, potential as well as actual, of your actions on others and the environment. Number three, when your actions negatively impact others, take responsibility by acknowledging and seeking to repair the harm, even when you could probably get away with avoiding or denying it. Number four, treat everyone respectfully, even those you don't expect to encounter again, even those you feel don't deserve it, even those who have harmed or offended you or others. Number five, involve those affected by a decision as much as possible in the decision-making process. So that could even go to your children. I mean, mm -hmm. if you're thinking about moving, you might want to you know, include your kids in on that. Uh, number six, view the conflicts and harms in your life as opportunities. Ugh, that can be hard. View the conflicts and harms in your life as opportunities. 
Number seven, listen deeply and compassionately to others, seeking to understand even if you don't agree with them. Think about who you want to be in the latter situation than just being right. So listen deeply and compassionately to others. Sometimes that means you don't get to respond. Um, sometimes it means that you hold that for another time um, when the other person is more open to hearing from you. Sometimes they just need to be listened to. Number eight, engage in dialogue with others, even when what is being said is difficult. Remaining open to learning from them and the encounter. Number nine, be cautious about imposing your truths and views on other people and situations. That's hard for me. Mm -hmm. um, be cautious about sensitively confront everyday injustices, including sexism, racism, and classism, and other examples of systemic and intersectional injustice. So sensitively confront everyday injustices. Amen. Well, Lord, we just lift these up to you, yep. and by your Holy Spirit, God, we just pray that uh, we would all listen and learn and act accordingly as we're prompted by the Holy Spirit. Help us, Lord, to walk in love. Help us to love others as you have loved us, to live in the light as you are in the mm -hmm. light, God. We just thank you for grace, and we thank you for mercy, and we receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God, God from, from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. May the peace of the Lord Christ yes. go with you wherever he may send you. May he guide you through the wilderness, protect you through the mm. storm. May he bring you home rejoicing at the wonders he has shown you. May he bring you home rejoicing once again into our doors. Or our patio. Peace of Christ be with you. Also with you. Thanks for being with us. We'll be praying for you. Yes, put on your Christ glasses. Price colored glasses. We'll see you next week. Bye.